I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Do you remember Paul Harvey? Remember that segment he used to do uh, called The Rest of the Story? He would uh, tell some uh, big, long, elaborate story about, uh, say, an individual uh, who had all sorts of remarkable accomplishments in life or challenging times or some compelling life lived. And then at the very end, uh, you would you would learn that, oh, that's uh, we're talking about Oprah Winfrey or we're talking uh, about, uh, who knows, uh, President Clinton or something like that. There was always some uh, like interesting reveal at the end. Well, I tried to frame, I tried to frame this next story I'm about to tell you in that way. So let me, let me give it a shot. Uh, and, and then you tell me if I stack up <laughs> or how I stack up to the great Paul Harvey. <laughs> My story here for you today begins, uh, in Seattle, Washington in May of 1925. A young man was born who lived a little bit of life, uh, before entering into the United States Army where he, uh, would serve as a sergeant in World War II. He would return and start uh, living a life of politics. He also uh, met his wife, Joan. They had four children. He got into business and politics. Not long after World War II, he found himself as a member of the Washington House of Representatives from the 36th District, where he served uh, for almost 10 years. I think eight and a half years or so uh, he served. And then he uh, moved over to the Senate there in the state of Washington. Ultimately, uh, he found his way uh, to federal office, becoming a member of Congress, where he served uh, Washington's first district from January of 73 all the way until 1985. Now, this man uh, liked to entertain He had many friends uh, over to his place. He lived on uh, an island or would spend some recreational time, at least on an island near his house uh, in Washington. And he had uh, a number of friends getting together uh, in 1965. This is uh, while this man, I'll give you his name, it's Joel Pritchard. This is when Joel Pritchard was serving as a member of the Washington House of Representatives. He had a few friends over to his place at Bainbridge Island in Washington. Um, and he and two friends, Bill and Barney, they had spent the day golfing. They were uh, out, just like Dan McKay you heard earlier. <laughs> they were out golfing. Uh, and then when they came home, one Saturday afternoon, they found uh, that the family was, they were bored. And they kind of like looked back at their own day and realized, oh my gosh, guys, we have just had like a remarkably fun day uh, out playing golf. And 
Our whole family has been left here behind, bored. And so what do we do? They, they tried to figure something out. They pulled out badminton, uh, but they couldn't figure out uh, where this piece or that piece was. And uh, so they improvised with this little plastic ball. And they also they lowered the net, the badminton net. And they made a few paddles out of plywood from a nearby shed. Any of this sounding uh, familiar yet to you? <clears throat> well, what they were doing, what this man, Joel Pritchard, and his two friends were doing, they were inventing a game which would ultimately come to be known as pickleball. Yeah, pickleball. Have you played this yet with your, with your grandparents or your grandchildren uh, or whoever? I've played it a number of times. I'm going to talk to you about uh, where I first learned of this sport in just a moment. But, uh, but pickleball. Uh, pickleball, it turns out, is the invention of a uh, would-be U.S. congressman. Yeah. Uh, serving at the state level, uh, when he invented the game, he would go on to serve uh, nearly a decade. No, 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 more than a decade, almost 12 years in the United States Senate. Uh, before returning to Washington and then serving as the state's 14th lieutenant governor uh, until the late 1990s when he passed away at the age of 72. Uh, the inventor of pickleball, a lifelong politician and veteran of World War II. Why do I tell you this whole story? Why did I try to uh, <laughs> mimic the great stylings of uh, Paul Harvey ultimately revealing that pickleball was the, the road we were winding our way towards uh well because it turns out it's massive here in the state of utah it is huge and, and i'm probably telling you something you already know you may have a set in your backyard or you may know uh where the courts are either in salt lake or in brigham city you're speaking of brigham city that's where that's where i first became aware of pickleball i used to work for congressman bishop and he is a huge fan of pickleball now, there aren't many courts in Washington, D.C., but we would, uh, we'd sometimes improvise uh, on the tennis courts. We'd bring a little net out there, a lowered net. And if I'm honest, I had a great time. It was a wonderful, wonderful sport. And the way it's played is done in such a way that it's kind of an equalizer. You know, and it's a, a very friendly and approachable uh, sport for uh, those who are like hyper athletic, uh, but also those who live a more leisurely life or are, who are more, uh, what's the PC way to put this, Ad advanced in age. Yeah, it's a safe sport for old people. <laughs> and it's wildly popular. And those same old people can invite their little nieces and nephews or grandchildren to play. And, uh, and it's a wonderful, wonderful sport. And I uh, am excited to, in the next segment, we're going to be speaking to, uh, yeah, get this. Utah has a, a pickleball association. Uh, specifically Ogden. The Ogden Pickleball Association will be speaking to the president, uh, Mark Floyd, uh, next. Because if you are a fan of this sport, this is good news for you, uh, they are opening uh, a brand new uh, center in Clearfield. It's going to have uh, 16 courts. Uh, it'll be one of northern Utah's largest. Now, it says one of northern Utah's largest. Here's why I, <laughs> I, I reached out to the congressman. I told him that I was going to be having this conversation uh, and that Clearfield had this new, uh, this new court that was was being opened up and he said <laughs> hold on a second i live in brigham city we've got the biggest court in the land so don't tell me about these cute little startups who are coming in down south <laughs> so uh, anyway congressman bishop very very proud of his courts in brigham city uh as am i so in just a moment we'll take a break 
Uh, in our final segment, uh, we'll be speaking with, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a Ogden Pickleball Association. We'll be speaking to its president. That's the second position I learned today, uh, even existed. I didn't know, first off, that there was something called the Lice Clinics of America and that it had a medical director and that that clinic was headquartered here in Utah. Yeah. Uh, nor did I know that there was a pickleball association, specifically an Ogden pickleball association for this uh, fun pastime. In fact, I, I haven't yet played this with my wife, uh, so I'm going to have to get myself a set, play with her, and maybe we'll raise little Piper Jr. Uh, to someday be a, a professional and sponsored uh, pickleball player. That's coming up.